Today's kernel goes out to Tyler Huff, a fellow Californian. Hope you're enjoying what we call winter. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. We are fast approaching tax season. And so I reached out to all of you on Instagram to see what questions you had regarding your taxes. And you all didn't disappoint. You came through with a lot of really great questions, questions that I've even wondered about myself uh, when it comes to tax season. So I'm very excited to have Andy Phillips, the director at the Tax Institute, which is H&R Block's center of tax expertise, joining me here on the show. So, Andy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Chris. Thank you for having me. I know. I appreciate you taking some time. I know this is a busy time of year for you. So I appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time to answer these questions that we got. Oh, happy to do it. Happy to help if I can. All right. Well, let's start off with a question that I hear so often. This one comes in from Teacher Brandy, and she asked, how do I adjust my withholdings to get zero dollars when I file my taxes? And I just want to pair this with another question that was pretty similar, kind of coming from another side. This one, this one comes from Chocolate City Big Apple Mama. I just I smile just saying that, that username. Uh, and she said, we keep having a huge tax debt every year, and our financial planner says it's because neither of us are having enough withheld from our paychecks. So kind of pairing these two together, two people looking at it from almost two different sides, but a very similar situation. How do you handle adjusting your withholdings to make sure you're hitting that, that mark of maybe little, a little refund or at least not owing? Sure. That's a great question and a common question. So a couple of years ago, due to uh, some tax reform changes we had, the IRS redesigned the W-4 to where it doesn't ask about exemptions or those withholding allowances anymore. Now what it looks like is it's really just a mini tax return. So the first thing you want to do when you go to complete that W-4 is make sure you have all your tax documents because what you're trying to do is predict as accurately as possible what your tax situation is going to be. So you want to have information for all of the income sources you're going to have during the year, any deductions, and then any of your dependents that you can claim, particularly those that, that will qualify you for a tax credit. And so for those folks that want a little extra comfort that I feel like I did it right, but I just want to have a little more comfort that I'm not going to owe the IRS, there's actually a line on the W-4 where you can request an additional amount be withheld from each paycheck during the year just to get that extra level of comfort. On timing, I would really recommend people do this when they're filing their tax return for 2020. That way they're, they've got all their documents in front of them and they actually get it done so they don't procrastinate. They're gonna be more accurate because they have their documents and they've got a full year of getting it right instead of maybe waiting until the middle of the year when they've got half their paychecks on that old W-4. Mm, that's, that's a great point because I, I used to work in payroll. I would manage, I manage a few payroll departments and we would get people come in the middle of the year and they're like, hey, if I want to change my withholdings because I, I don't want to get a big refund, what do I do? And I was like, well, it's kind of complicated now. We're already you know six months into the year to try to figure this out for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a really good point, Chris. And it's a common point of confusion. Most forms that you complete, you file with the IRS. That W-4 goes to your payroll or your HR department. So you actually give that to your employer. So that's an important distinction that sometimes confuses people. Mm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back to answer more of your tax questions. Hey, I'm back to talk to you all about your favorite topic, taxes. 
I know we all get overwhelmed this time of year thinking about what we need to do, all the paperwork we need to gather. It can become too much. And I talk about finances all the time and I'm never excited to dig into my taxes. And that is why I am very grateful to have H&R Block bringing us all today's bag of popcorn. Filing your taxes can be overwhelming, but it doesn't need to be hard. H&R Block can help you on your terms. And so whether you want someone else to do your taxes for you or you want to tackle the task yourself, H&R Block is available to answer your questions, check your work, or just take over the whole process and do it for you. And if you decide to do your own taxes, H&R Block's experienced tax professionals are standing by to help. They can hop on and help you via screen share, on-demand chat, and more. And if you're like me and you're like, you know what, I do not want to do this myself, I want some help, H&R Block has you covered. Even during a pandemic, H&R Block has steps in place to help you feel comfortable getting your taxes prepared. So whether you want to walk into an office and speak to a professional or just drop off your documents and let them do the rest, there's an option available for you. To learn more and get 20% off your online filing, head to hrblock.com popcorn. Again, that's hrblock.com popcorn. So Andy, this next question here, this comes from Deanza6. And she asked, what are the tax benefits of being a 1099 contractor? I think it feels safe to say at this point that, you know, most people are W-2 employees, meaning like they're getting a W-2 form because they're they're an employee of a company or a business. But there are a growing number of people who are receiving 1099s for all the gig work and the side hustles everyone's working these days. So would you mind explaining to us, like, what does it mean to receive a 1099 and how is that a different situation in, than someone who is a, an employee and receiving a W-2? Sure. For those folks that are wondering, what does it mean to be a 1099 contractor? The first thing to know is it means you're self-employed and you're now a small business owner. So congratulations. <laughs> from a tax consideration or, or kind of from what are the tax benefits, there's two really important things to remember. One is that unlike an employee who gets a W-2, who due to some tax changes a couple years ago, aren't really able to deduct their expenses during the year that their employer doesn't pay for, self-employed or 1099 contractors actually get to deduct a lot of those ordinary and necessary business expenses that they incur during the year with that business. So you want to make sure you're tracking your receipts and you're keeping up with that because that's going to ultimately reduce what you owe the IRS or whatever state you're filing in. The second thing is um, along those lines, that's not necessarily a benefit, but something that folks really need to know, particularly if you're a new 1099 contractor who's used to getting a W-2 where your employer takes care of kind of taking some taxes out of each paycheck during the year. You know, a 1099 contractor doesn't have that. They get paid the gross amount and it's up to them to actually make estimated payments during the year. And what we see at H&R Block is a lot of folks that first year they're a 1099 contractor, they don't realize that. So they're not making estimated payments. And so they don't have the tax outcome they want when they go to file that tax return. So that's actually a good time to seek help and get a little advice when you move into being a contractor, a new you know, kind of small business owner to make sure that you're taking the right steps to avoid being in a hole by not making payments during the year and tracking all those expenses so you can deduct them at tax time. That's a great point because it's so easy to lose track of the fact that when you're getting a 1099, that means you're, you're kind of on your own. Like no one else is going to be doing any of the other behind the scenes stuff that your an employer would be doing for you. And so it's so easy to go through the whole year like, oh, this is great. Look at all this money I got and not realize that you should have you might have needed to have been paying taxes quarterly throughout the year. And now you're going to get hit with a huge bill when you go to file your taxes. 
Exactly. You know, and that can really have a snowball effect because then you're trying to pay off that year's taxes and then you need to make estimated payments for the next year. And so it can really kind of grow on that challenge. So you certainly want to get ahead of it if you can. No, thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that's a huge point. I know more and more people who are getting into doing side work, like delivering food or doing different tasks for people. And I don't want them to get caught off guard. So thank you for bringing that up. I think that's a huge point. Andy, I have more questions to get to, but we've we've reached the end of this episode here. So we're going to be back. I'm happy to have you back to answer some more of these text questions. But before we go, uh, would you mind letting people know any resources or any ways that they have more questions? They want to learn more about what you're doing. How can they uh, reach out to you? Certainly. Well, you can reach H&R Block by just going to our website, www.hrblock.com. What I really want to focus on there is for folks that need help and maybe want to know what safety precautions we have in place. If you really want to work face-to-face with someone in a tax office, we've got a number of safety precautions in place, shields, spacing of, of where people sit, things like that to make sure you feel safe. And if you want help, but you don't want to go into a tax office, You can do the entire experience remotely or from home. You can securely upload your docs. You can have a phone call or even a video call with your tax professional and even sign fully remotely. And so you can get that help you need while keeping uh, kind of comfortably and, and safe. And then the other piece I'd say is if you're a DIY filer, you like to do it yourself. What we've realized at H&R Block, our our clients have told us loud and clear is I still want help. And so even if you're a DIY, we have help options for you. You can chat with someone. You can have them review your return. So DIY doesn't mean you're going it alone. We're still there to help you. Hey, that's a great benefit there because so often I've done taxes on my own and I have questions and I'm like, oh man, I'm stuck. Where do I go? So uh, I think that's a great resource to have where you can actually reach out to someone if you still want to do it yourself, but you, you might have a question or two along the way. So Andy, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking some time to join me here and then uh, looking forward to having you back on to tackle some more of these questions. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chris. And thank you to all of you for joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. If you have a question or a suggestion for a future episode, you can email me at questions at popcornfinance.com or come join me over on Instagram at Popcorn Finance Podcast. As you saw, all of today's questions came from Instagram. So I do a lot of outreach like that for episodes when I want to know what it is you want to hear about. So remember, come join me at Popcorn Finance Podcast on Instagram. Again, I just want to say it one more time. I appreciate you all joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.